This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Well, that's it. The holidays are over. I don't want to see any more merriment. We've passed through the season of lights and giving and, and greeting and directly into fear and weeping and gnashing of teeth. We've, uh, we've come down from the heights and descended into the, the belly of the earth. Welcome to 2023 and buckle up, Buttercup, because it already sucks a lot. I'm just, I'm upset Christopher. with everything that's happened this year. First of all, I've been sick for the entirety of 2023. And I'm still ill. This is a bad omen. It's a sign of unbelievably negative portent. Not only that, but the conservatives have decided to be as stupid as humanly possible. And I, I don't know what to say about it, um, which is why I have a podcast so that <laughs> I cannot know what to say for hours and force you to listen to it through the power of social engineering and the internet. Something tells me you'll find something to say. Listen here, chat GPT. Listen here. I'm, you, you are this far away from being downgraded to DDR2. Do you understand me? <laughs> There's going to be a Not fat really. dude in a... Yeah, fair enough. There's going to be a fat dude in a fedora trying desperately to get doomed to run on you by the time I'm finished. Christopher. Yes. I still have my Christmas Hunter. lights up on my house. No no crap. Yeah. So, like, I, I want to say that's because 2023 has started off as such a terrible year. And, sure. you know, I'm just making it worse. But maybe I'm just celebrating Christmas in January. You know, January 26th. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I, there's, a, there's a time frame, and it, it comes pretty quickly in January, mm-hmm. where that's just white trash now. Yeah. And <coughs> I'm dying. Okay. Um, there's, <laughs> Power there's through. This, uh, 2023 is the worst. So far. Yeah. And here's the thing, Hunter. If we have a show like this and you leave your Christmas tree up and, and your Christmas lights on at your home, mm-hmm. it actually becomes retroactively racist. The not racist things that we've said. What? What? And how? That, because, like, if you make a salient point. Yeah. Like, for instance, 17% of the population is responsible for over 15% of the murder. That might be true, but if you do that while you're holding a bush light, you're racist. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that's the same thing. That's the Christmas Christmas lights. lights. Yeah. That a Christmas light is like a bush light that your house drinks. I don't want to have to admit this, but now I have to admit this. 
I definitely put Christmas lights on top of bush light bottles on my roof. That is... Am I, I don't okay? know. That might that might have been... That's like... Now that might be an art piece. <laughs> yeah. That might I put the like receipt a... under each one. They're all bought individually bottles. It's like... Just say it's something about recycling. Yeah, sure. And pretend to get arrested. Just stand in your front yard, talk to a police officer that isn't there, and put your hands behind your back like you're faux getting re- arrested a la AOC slash yeah. Greta Thunberg. Did yeah. you see Greta Thunberg got arrested? Yeah, but it was like cute and she was smiling the whole time. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the officers that had to touch her. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know that she's not, and she's 18 now, so we can say whatever we want about her. Um, she, I think, is that true? Here's what no, I'm, here's true, what I'm, yeah. she's not wearing deodorant that works because deodorant that works is a petroleum product, right? That's so right. you know that she just smells like, like retread dirt ramen and, <laughs> and body odor. Dirt and those ramen. cops, those cops had to lift her. Ugh. Uh, gross i hate it i'm just waiting for the day when like we finally stop this whole don't eat animals because they're alive and isn't that cruel and then we realize that the vegetables are alive too and then we have breaditarians i think the only humane thing is to eat people yeah though those people have it coming if you know what i mean they could have done something to deserve it yeah exactly those those jerks they they know what they're doing. They know what they did. I'm yeah. safe. <laughs> You're safe from that specifically, Jamie. Yeah. There, but there's a there's a panoply of other horrors that we could we could commit to you. Just Hillary Clinton's beach bleach bit. Like we still got that in the back room. Never, never. It. I don't care if they're a computer that I detest. No one should ever have to look at Hillary Clinton's bleached bits, Hunter. Um, oh, no. Moving. Moving right along Moving so from along. that. Let's let's start the show. There's so much to talk about. Hunter, I'll tell you one thing I've been doing for fun around my home. Mm-hmm. All my documents, whatever they... like, And I don't have very many important documents. I have some old tax documents and stuff, you know, sure. back from... But mostly like, I don't know, Lego instruction booklets and the manuals to board games that I haven't played yet. Yeah. I've just been going around with a red stamp I bought on uh, on Amazon and marking them confidential, top secret, because oh. I just want to feel like I'm part of uh, I'm part of a bigger movement. That's beautiful. Yeah, because uh, obviously Donald Trump started it. Say what you will about the guy, okay? But the trains ran on time. No, the <laughs> he's a trendsetter. You know what I'm saying? Right, he right. gets caught with some documents in Mar-a-Lago. He's like, listen, these documents are some of the prettiest documents. You should see the inkjetting print, the printer. I, I don't know that it's some of the crispest lines. That's not me. Uh, other people say that. Right. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden is tripping over himself to have confidential documents. He's like, yeah. no, no, no. I'm all, I'm also in on it. And, uh, and then lo and behold, that old snake, Mike Pence, has a couple <laughs> banging around too. <laughs> you know, pretty it, soon. Go ahead. It's just so strange. Like, I, I, what what is going on? 
they're they're classified and yet they're just willy-nilly out there i i'm i'm very i'm very terrified that listen is there any doubt that eric swalwell was just wrapping up his chinese prostitute spies and secret documents yeah, right. the, he probably was like origami folding lingerie from them uh, out of exactly. out of you know uh, nuclear acquisitions documents and different things. Here's a, I would I would bet that at, at this point there's so many confidential top secret documents going around. I would bet that Eric Swalwell actually fornicated with a Chinese spy that was marked top secret. That that actually makes sense. The FBI comes in, they take one Listen, look at her. If, you, if you're a Chinese courtesan right now working for the CCP and you're trying to get information out of Eric Swalwell, self-identify as a classified document. Because <laughs> that's oh. it's super in vogue right now. Yeah, yeah. All the cool kids are doing it. All the cool senators have one, you know? Yeah. Everyone's got a couple of classified document Chinese prostitute girlfriends. <laughs> it's all the rage right now. They... It, you get a couple of those, you go on live TV and you fart about it. Here's the thing that's so weird about all of this. Like, obviously, too many things are being marked top secret, right? Or whatever crazy uh, language they use to distinguish between different types of classified material. Um, right? Like, that. that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, what started all of this is obviously... Trump holding those documents and the National Archives being like, no, no, you have to give those back, right? And the reason I say that is, is because I'm pretty positive that what Biden did is once he saw the Republicans take over the House, he's like, oh, I better find out. I better Hunter, take a look. Real quick, what did Eric Swalwell say when the House Judiciary Committee confronted him with the fact that he was sleeping with a Chinese prostitute that identified as a, a confidential document, a top secret document. I'm almost positive he farted in a certain pitch. Yes, that... okay, he, he farted a C-flat. That was <laughs> well, I was going to too... say, it. he was going to fart, he farted in a, in a very similar noise to a cup being dragged across Wolf Blitzer's desk, but... <laughs> But yes, a right. C flat. A C flat. A C flat. As we all know, because Wolf Blitzer's desk is made of ash wood. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, what did he say? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He Hit he me. took one look at her and said, "I know the literature inside out and backwards." Sorry, I had to do that to you. Um, okay, no, but you're right. Okay, I've got to talk to conservatives for a second. Hey, conservatives. Conservatives, come in. Liberals, go wait outside. Yeah, if you're liberal, don't listen to this part, okay? Yeah. You know I'm gonna count I'm gonna count to five, okay? It's the one after four, you silly liberals. <laughs> one, two, so three, stupid. four, five. Okay. Now that's just us. Mm-hmm. This is why you have you operate your life by standards and not by team politics. Go back and listen to the show. I said two things. I said, one, I would be drastically surprised, but I'm open to the possibility that there are things in this document that are detrimental to the security of the United States. 
Second, it's bad anytime somebody doesn't follow the rules and breaks laws. That's wrong. Now, of course, Trump did have an element of recourse here, which is that he, as the president, he has the ability to declassify whatever he wants. And so it's very difficult to make the argument that he didn't want to declassify things that were in his estate at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, so all, but so many people got so bent out of shape about classified documents instead of just saying the truth, which is that you shouldn't keep classified documents if you're not supposed to. It's, it's real easy to do that. And now a bunch of you silly conservatives are coming around and acting like documents, confidential documents are the, the biggest deal. And it's an affront to America that, but two, two months ago you were talking about what a joke this was and how it was a political witch hunt. Mm-hmm. You said you all, all of you, all of you look retarded. Uh, all of you. But the people are retarded. I'm serious. You look as Down syndrome as Greta Thunberg. That's how I perceive you now. Okay, you're just you're just like a a melty candle. You're like one of the Nazis at Raiders of the Lost Ark. Only it's alcohol in the womb that did it, and not God coming out of his favorite box. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how retarded you seem right now. So don't do that anymore. Have some standards. Call balls and strikes. Because guess what? Sometimes the universe just gives you a big gift. Like Joe Biden having every single one of his cheap suits lined with confidential documents. Okay? So just please stop. Please stop playing team sports. It just makes you look retarded. Okay. I'm so Should we let happy. the liberals back in? <laughs> yeah, this is quite did. early for one of your rants. <laughs> yeah, she's right. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't listen. I have to. I have to get it out early. I'm not going to have the energy by the end. Listen, I'm just happy that you're hitting somebody else, either than me, with the <laughs> autism rant. So that's that's kind of what I got from that, and it makes me I, feel good. I just want to be clear: if we are classifying this, and we should, because I classify all of my rants, <laughs> unlike the United States government and its documents. Uh, this was a fetal alcohol syndrome and Down syndrome rant. Wow. You're not going to want to put it in the autism box. It, it's going to uh, feel it's gonna leave a uh, stain. superior because of all its additional chromosomes. Yeah, that's, how, that's, my, that's my struggle. My comp- okay. Um, should I go get the liberals? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I oh, know. I forgot the liberals weren't here. So yeah. we can talk about... I feel like the ghost of Hitler is living in my lungs right now. Um, Oh, no. It's like the worst place for him to be. He's very, very loud. It truly is. He's he's incredibly, incredibly noisy. Um, Okay. Let's go go get the liberal center. Yeah. I wish I had a a Foley to... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They don't listen to this show. All right. Next point. Um, And this is is my, my main point. What what Donald Trump did was wrong. I said it at the time. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. What Joe Biden has done is objectively worse. Let's just be clear. This isn't balls. Uh, this isn't apples and oranges. I'm sorry. This isn't apples to apples. This is this is difference in kind. Joe Biden never had the ability to to declassify any documents because he was never the president when he removed these documents. And also, he left them in his house where his crackhead son was running business dealings with the CCP. 
Yeah. So that is objectively worse than locked up in Mar-a-Lago. Are documents a particularly big deal? No, not a particularly big deal. But it does make things worse when your Parmesan cheese snorting crackhead loser kid is, you know, tripping over the box as he's trying to find his weed pen at three in the morning with Fang Fang and Eric Swalwell. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all I've got on documents. Hunter, did you have any <laughs> more it? to say about documents? You know what, Christopher? I think you've covered all the bases. Um, you've taken it to drug addictions and autism. <laughs> like, I just don't know what else is left to cover there. Um, maybe the only thing I could say is perhaps we should re-look at the way we classify things and stop classifying stuff so much. Because here's the deal. We have no idea if these classified documents matter. But it would help us if, like, the classification system was way better. That would tell us if it was a really big deal or not a really big deal. You yeah. Know? No, but, I agree with you. So I work for a relatively large corporation. Yeah. And I, I, at times, deal with the legal department in, in that corporation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to reveal the contents of any specific uh, di- discourse. I'm going to make up a mythical discourse and, and then speak about it. But sometimes you'll email somebody from the legal department and just be like, hey, uh, are you coming to the taco party on Friday? And then they'll reply to you and be like, yes. And then because it's in their email signature, it'll be like private, confidential, do not share this information. I'm like, you just said yeah. you're coming to the party. It's it's that kind of thing. That's yeah, what I, exactly. That's what it feels like to me. It does. Um, it does. You are it just we're does. just marking it to everything. Yep. And note that was a fabrication. Okay? A fabrication. <sighs> mm. Great point. I um, just hate these litigious people. Hunter, do you have any roadkill for us today? Buddy, do I ever. Uh it's right. one of the greatest roadkills that has ever happened on this side of the Mississippi. It's woke Scooby Doo spinoff Velma is now IMD IMDB's worst rated animated film of all time. So just Hunter, I want you to say the word animated film. Just roll that back. Anim- Chucky Cheese animated film of all time. Hey, How'd I do? I don't know why that helped, but good work. Thanks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, have you seen anything about this? I really thought that was the B. Uh, no, no, it isn't. No, it, it, that is not the B. Actually. Oh my. Yeah. No, it's it's real. Uh, so it is super super not doing good. Um, everybody hates it. Woke people hate it. Conservatives hate it. I mean, it's it's a miserable show. People that love Scooby Doo hate it. Um, they let, even let me tell you, I, I haven't watched the show. Sure. But let me just tell the audience who I, I hope hasn't watched the show either. Yeah. Um, because I hope that they're still alive and they're not hanging from the rafters in their in their flat a couple feet above their TV. Yeah. As oh, a result no. of watching it. Dark. Uh, first of all, there's no Scooby-Doo. Actually, there so, is. So at, at the very, very end? So... There is a character in the show Velma named Scooby, and Scooby is a black girl. What? So I'm short circuiting. So, 
Scooby Doo. Are you for real? No, I'm I'm a hundred percent serious. I don't know what episode she comes in. I don't know if she's coming in season two or anything like that. So like, I I don't know those details. But Scooby Doo is in it. He's just not a dog, and he's a woman, and he's black. I I have no words. <laughs> Like, that just tells you how messed up this show is. Like, how many things they got wrong. Like, they couldn't even get Scooby-Doo right. And they could have made Scooby-Doo a girl. They didn't why, do that. Why would you make... You're like, hey, for diversity, we're going to make the dog a black woman. <laughs> um, Yikes. Is it voiced by Lizzo? Because that would make sense. I don't know. Um, There's also a shoe video have, of it reviewing I, it. And it is... G- old so i watched good. i watched um shoe yeah uh shoes video it was hilarious um yeah but i didn't i didn't see anything about a, a black girl named scooby although i do have a great idea for the theme song now mm-hmm. it's lou reed's take a walk on the wild side okay and in that song is canceled now even though lou reed was like an aggressive progressive homosexual in the velvet underground with Andy Warhol and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but when, when he goes and all the colored girls go do, 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 ba, do, boo, do, ba, do, boop. You could just go. And all the colored girls go Scooby doo, ba, do, boo, do, ba, do, boop. That would be, that would slap. Okay. But <laughs> that's so bad. Can you believe that? That song came out in like, I don't know, like 81 or something. And it says yeah. colored girls. Yeah. Lou Reed, I guess if you wear enough denim, you can just do what you want. I guess but, so. Um anyhow, uh that uh, that one redeeming element which is not in the show, which I just made up on the fly aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no animal named Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, that that's correct. It's yeah. gr- that's gross. It's really Sh- weird. Fred is played by, and this is sad because Fred is played by um, Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny. Oh, and like the whole joke is that he has a small penis, apparently. Which, yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. That tracks. But I wouldn't make a whole show about it. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, Velma is played by Mindy Kaling, who has just proven herself as poison. I mean, she's an intensely yeah. unlikable person. Yeah. And she, they've given her like two or three shows at this point, which she has run directly into the dirt because everyone's like, oh, she's a big star from The Office. But the whole thing from The Office is that everybody hated her mm-hmm. and she worked yeah. out well because she was supposed to be hated because she's intensely unlikable. Mm. Um, and that worked. That's like it's like starring Toby as a lead role as like a sympathetic lead. It's like, no, he was there to be hated. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like there, there's plenty of characters in the office that you're like sympathetic for. She's not really ever yeah. that character if you think John about it. Krasinski, Jenna yes. Fisher, Ed yes. Helms, yeah. uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's plenty of people that you're meant Creed. to feel for. Creed Branton. I feel. So, uh, I, I every time he comes on camera, my heart breaks. I a Creed Branton spread off just like a psychological <laughs> horror. Yes. Oh. Yes, but like, but like, nothing's ever explained. It's just him working different, like, crappy jobs, and like, at the end of the completely normal like television series, it's just him pulling a body out of his trunk, and it's yeah, just like exactly like yeah. at the car wash. How did you? Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That 
let's let's go back. So Velma's played by so so now Velma's brown. She's a she's a um, she's Indian. Indian. Yep, lady. Daphne. Shaggy. Yeah, Daphne, Daphne is, is Asian. Asian. Yeah. Um, which I thought I would like, but then didn't. <laughs> and and here's the worst part. Shaggy is not a white dude anymore. Yep. He's a black dude. And here's my main gripe uh, with him. He's an anti-drug activist. Is he and really? My guy, that just is not Shaggy. Holmes. They renamed him too. They they re- renamed him like Norman N- Normrod or some name. I don't know. Doobie. But he's the yeah, it was Scooby, Scooby Dooby Doo, and yeah. he's like, he's like, it's midnight thirty, and he's like, Zoink, Scoob, I could really use a hundred sandwiches and a Mountain Dew and some Doritos and maybe a Twinkie and maybe and some I'm literal so dog food. I would probably just eat dog food, Scoob. And it's like, <laughs> this is a guy that smokes an unbelievable amount of marijuana. Correct for Correct. sure, and then. Yeah. And then they just are like, yeah, you know, he's actually very much against drugs. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but anybody that's ever made a sandwich so tall that you knock half of it off when you walk through a door jam, that person smokes weed. (laughs) (laughs) We just do the whole show right here. This will be great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Scoob. <laughs> I might have done too much indica, indica Scoob. Yeah. Um, it's like it's crazy. All right. So, anyhow, yeah. Um, that show is not gonna work out. It's not at all. But actually, it's already approved for season two. So, it's it's approved. For how? Yep. yep. These these. Okay. Look. There's one great thing about woke nonsense like this. Mm-hmm. Is that they think when everybody hates them, uh, that it's it's other people's fault. So yeah. good on you. Just keep throwing money into that pit. Yep. Um, Go broke, I'll you, HBO. I'll tell you this too. I saw some some liberal <laughs> conspiracy theorists like liberal Alex Jones, Alexis yeah, yeah, Jones. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this. Like thinking that conservatives made this show because it was so bad essentially yeah yes like like mindy kaling was a secret conservative who made a parody of a conservative what like what conservatives yep. think liberal comedy is yep like yep. the whole thing was a conservative psyop and let me just say that is a that's copium that's as much copium as the original sco- shaggy would would ingest okay exactly that's exactly. that's like seven months underground in Shanghai levels of copium. Mom, copium is like a means that you're high on trying to cope. It's a new yeah. word, mom. It's mom, not. That's what copium means. You can look it up like, on Urban Dictionary. It's a clever mix of coping and opium. Yeah. Get you it? You got it. You got it, mom. Yeah. Okay, so, I just had to do that for mom. Anyway, God bless you, Mindy <laughs> Kaling. Um but boy, howdy, can you not make a show? Yeah, rough. You really can make rough. a show suck, but you can't. Also, apparently, it's like, like gratuitously, like yeah. sexual and and perverse. Yep. Yeah, so which it's like, is just not mat- necessary for a kid's show. 
it's a mature adult cartoon. Like that's how HBO pitched it. And so like what's but what's weird about that is the people that are going to watch this mature HBO show were kids who watched Scooby Doo. So these are like your childhood kids in like very gory, gratuitous sexual scenes. And it's very that's kind of strange in some sense. Like it's sexualizing your past, which is weird. And then like there's fifteen there's like two minute scenes with high school girls naked and wrestling and like it's 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 very okay, strange. Like fine, Hunter, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> and then like look the, for science i'll but the other it. end of the ent- other time is like half the jokes are the shows making fun of cartoon or making fun of adults that like cartoons like so like it does so many things wrong like it's it's Im- it's impressive how bad it is like it every way it can possibly be wrong it's wrong it's that's, it's it's incredible that's because these people are so happy to please these yep you know ab schumer say me saying my vagina is is claft or funny like that group how do you screw up making a show for ideologically possessed infantilized 25 year olds and Mm. 30 year olds like Mm -hmm. that's got to be the easiest demographic this is a this is the demographic that takes rick and morty seriously uh jeez i'm pretty sure anybody can make a show for them so yeah. Uh, and yet, Mindy Kaling, you surprised us all with your failures. Well, it's going to take me like a week to get that out of the fender. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think we've savaged an Indian this side of the Atlantic since, I don't know, John Smith or, Ooh. you know, who, my of, guy, <laughs> one of the Trails of Tears or oh, Wounded okay. Me or something. I don't know, one of them. I'm you know, still reeling from the amazing Shaggy impression. Oh, was it good? I felt like I was. <laughs> I, I felt like I was out on a limb. I'll have to re-listen no. to it. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie, word. for saying one thing nice. <laughs> um, That's it. All right. Let's. Uh. I guess let's get into the meat of the show, Hunter. Yeah. The reason for my seasonal affected disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, conservatives are so dumb yeah you guys are really dumb for real yeah so let's talk about this this is just it's such an annoying thing to talk about and i don't i don't even have that much to say on it other than it's worth talking about because the two biggest names in conservative punditry and entertainment are having a really goofy cat fight yeah yeah and it's upsetting uh so yes we're talking about the daily wire going to war with steven crowder or really more properly said steven crowder going to war with the daily wire um there's been a lot of drama i guess hunter i'll let you give a brief timeline of it but i'm going to start with my nickel down on the table that says this appears to be a massive waste of our time and effort. Yeah. And it's, there's so many enemies worth pointing our sights at, and yet we've chosen friendly fire. Yeah. And I just think that is absolutely insane. So no. why, don't, why don't you give a little timeline of events? So like one thing I want to say just kind of at the top, and I'm going to go through this very, very quickly, like, 
five years ago, there was basically an event that started that was called the Intellectual Dark Web, right? And the Intellectual Dark Web was this group of people on the internet that talked about ideas that they weren't supposed to say in the mainstream, and they were using podcasting to do that so you could hear them talk for two, three hours and realize there was something more to them than the sound bites you were hearing on t TV from all the elites, right? Like the, the narratives weren't making sense to us anymore. Everything was crazy. Here's the intellectual dark web using a new technology to really reach out to people. And you can argue about who the members of all that were, but one thing is for certain is the Daily Wire is a large member of that group, mainly because of Ben Shapiro, right? And larger than that, to some extent, uh, Jordan Peterson was a big member of that group as well. And he's joined with the Daily Wire as well. So you have what I would consider the two most prominent members, the two largest members and the two most consistent members. Maybe you put Joe Rogan in there too, in that group of three, essentially, um, at an organization like the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is doing this, as far as conservative stuff goes, at a whole new level than has been done in the game before. Their recordings are top-notch. They have they really got their audio figured out. They're, they did what is a woman. They sued the federal government, on and on and on and on. They're a really, really impressive organization, and in my opinion, they're carrying on what's happened with the with the IDW essentially a couple of years ago, which is this move away using the internet to continue the discussion outside of the gative narrative institutions, right? The mm -hmm. New York Times and things like that. Um, and so, and Stephen Crowder is a guy who's basically a conservative late night talk show host. You know, he's not necessarily the most serious guy. He's he's an entertainer, and he's a really good entertainer. Um, that's where it kind of ends, you know. And I, I think he's really funny and really talented. And he came onto his show a couple of weeks or last week and essentially said that since he left another organization, he'd been kind of the blaze. He'd been setting himself out as a free agent, and he was shocked and disturbed by several of the contracts that he had seen. He didn't name names, um, and he didn't tell exactly who it was. But if you could hear it right, because you know the people Daily Wire has hired and brought on, and you know uh, a little bit about other organizations Crowder could have talked to, it seems like Daily Wire fits the bill for what he's saying. And so the next day, Jeremy Boring, the CEO of the Daily Wire, released an hour-long video of him discussing line by line the contract they had offered Steven Crowder, the one he referenced in his video. Um, it was a, probably the right move given the fact that people would have figured out and a lot of people already had, essentially, or were pretty certain. And to add insult into, to injury beyond that, it turns out Steven Crowder actually recorded a phone conversation that he had had with Jeremy Boring um, where he said some stuff that Steven thinks is pretty incriminating incriminating and he played it in a follow-up video um and basically calling the daily wire out uh that they that he had receipts essentially that he could cash on them and prove that they were a bad organization we'll get into those details i'm sure in this talk but that's the timeline that's roughly what happened and it's really upsetting because daily wire is kind of out here winning the intellectual ground as far as i'm concerned and louder with crowder is kind of winning the entertainment front you know, he's yeah. funnier than um, Stephen Colbert. He's funnier. He does better numbers than all those guys. He's a really, really entertaining 
person, and he brings in a lot of people through that. And now these two people who have basically rewritten the rules for the internet that are going against big tech are in a pissing contest with each other. And mainly, and I'll say this, it's mainly driven by Crowder. Um, Daily Wire seems to be treating this with as much dignity and class as they can. So anyway, did I miss anything there important, Christopher? No, I think we should probably just say what specifically Steven Crowder said he was upset about to to set the ground rules. So he comes out on his, he he tweets one night, uh, I'm done being quiet, tune in tomorrow. He goes on YouTube live, which is hilarious. And he then releases this new website and hashtag stop big con. (coughs) Excuse me. You're good. (coughs) And he goes through a couple of these points in this contract where he says these are unacceptable to the conservative movement. And he claims that these people are doing the bidding of big tech. I want to be clear. He released very, very limited sections of this contract that he received. I mean, a couple lines here, a couple lines there. Nothing too serious. And one of them explained how if he got banned from YouTube or um, otherwise removed from a major social media platform, he would lose some of his sponsor or some of his, his fee. Mm-hmm. And, what his, and this was his major gripe, is that because I'm losing some of my fee... This organization, whoever it might be, turns out it was Daily Wire, is basically being the enforcement arm for big tech. That was his major gripe. Now, he had some other minor gripes about how he wasn't allowed to miss work, which to me just never seemed to make sense. Uh, They gave him like four weeks of vacation off and gave him a number of episodes he had to produce. Um, All that could have been negotiated, etc. But he said that that was like a slave contract. And also that the ad reads that he was being asked to do were somehow incompatible with the show. Fine, if that's what you think. That's not a moral issue. Just just negotiate on those points. So regardless, um, he calls the day he gets that term sheet. It was not a contract. It was a non-binding term sheet. Gets that term sheet. Calls the Daily Wire back and says, "I'm not even going to negotiate this. You need to start completely over." Him and Jeremy have a discussion. They can't see eye to eye. Jeremy's thought is. Hey, I'm not being the enforcement arm of big tech, but if it's a revenue stream for your show and I'm paying for you to produce the show, if if the show makes less money, then we both have to make less money. That's like a joint partnership um, that I want to enter into together. And effectively, Crowder would not hear it. You know, there's that was just unacceptable as far as he was concerned. And... Um, that that was the end of negotiations and effectively he said i'm not going to negotiate this contract and you start completely over jeremy went back to to uh daily wire and bent key productions who owns the daily wire and they decided not to make steven another another offer this was all back in like september or october of 2022 um and it wasn't until january effectively this of 2023 that Crowder called Jeremy back, said, you know, I, I feel like I have a moral obligation. I can't unsee this contract. Promise me you're not doing this to new creators. And then 
secretly recorded Jeremy Boring. The big gotcha he played is that Jeremy Boring used the phrase wage slave, like, and Steven talking about new talent. He's like, new talent needs to come and be wage slaves for a little bit, grow their audience and get paid a salary. And Crowder acted like that was uh, when he, he made another follow up video that said, I didn't want to have to do this. Like he, he was being forced to drop the bomb on this group and it really didn't make sense. I mean, that, that isn't even what his major contention was. So I just, it just did not track with me that that was right. That that was related in any way. So that was, that was very strange to me. Um, and that that's when he released that, that recorded call. And basically that's been the end of it. There's been a couple other interviews and stuff that have, has happened, you know, Candace Owen, uh, Candace Owens and, uh, Steven Crowder went on Tim Poole's show and mm-hmm. had some things to say there. Honestly, I think through it all, Tim Pool was a little bit milk toast and disappointing. Yeah, but it was upsetting. But the the Daily Wire basically just responded. I can't believe that you would record secretly record and then release my phone calls. Um, so it's just all been it's just all been really disappointing and goofy. Yeah, um, I I think there's been some. So you might want to ask like why is steven doing this right and we will listen to what he says he says the main reason he's doing this is because he sees and not just the daily why there many conservative platforms are using are allowing big tech to reduce the they're basically enforcing the problems with big tech their their enforcement strategies um by reducing the fee of their content creators, right? Well, that's not what's happening, essentially, right? Because those things, Crowder's saying it doesn't have anything to do with the money, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Boring was never going to tell him he couldn't have a show on YouTube if he worked for him. Right. right? He, he was never going to say, you can't not tweet that. You cannot say that. It was saying, if the revenue stream gets reduced and you do something that affects the revenue stream, we both share in the revenue stream loss. Right. Right? That That's the argument. And Crowder was saying, no, no, no. You can't enforce what big tech does. I deserve to get paid my full fee. It's like, well, what what happens when you're on your own, an independent creator, and you are on YouTube, and then you say something, get demonetized from YouTube? You have absolutely no recourse to get that money back. You can't call YouTube and make something work, right? Like, you're done. You're over. It's it. Well, anybody who loses that revenue stream is in that boat, right? And so it's incumbent upon you guys to figure out a new way to make money, to get to get that money in the door another way. And what do people do to make that happen? And so it's it's very strange because Crowder says it's not about the money. It's about defending other people. Yet, yet, the contract only addresses money. It only right. addresses it the fee. It never says you're, you're uh, the terminated. Term or, and fire, yeah. It never says you're terminated and fired and a bad person and excommunicated if you get thrown off a platform. It just says that there's a reduction in fee. By the way, that reduction the same thing that happened could have been negotiated while you were on yourself. The same this thing is- that would happen on your own own terms with YouTube is the same thing that will happen with us because we can't we can't we can't just generate money whole cloth. Right? This is what's so strange to me. Let, let's talk about this. Yep, Stephen 
on his own show has his piss off YouTube segment. Right. Where he, yeah, he, does he this all the basically time. says, hey, I want to I want to talk more about covid vaccines, let's say, but I can't do it here on YouTube. So uh, we're going to say YouTube piss off and we'll go say what we really think over behind the paywall at the blaze. That's exactly how he ran ladder with Crowder for years. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that so that he could monetize his YouTube, his giant YouTube audience. He was already demonetized on YouTube. He would be banned. He was, he was monetizing his YouTube audience and dragging them to become subscribers. That's why he did right. that model. So right. he, he chose himself to self-censor so that he could monetize his YouTube following. This yep. is precisely what Jeremy Boring was talking about. Yep. It's it's literally the same thing he was choosing to do. And it he you know, Stephen Crowder came on his show and was talking about how this is a principled stance and we've got to be in defense of the principles, etc. But I I'm a little bit confused because I, I'm sure he would agree if he didn't see the uh, the trap that I'm laying for him. He would agree that it's not charitable to give other people's money away. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. not chair. It's not a sacrifice if it's Jeremy Boring's money. You're not fighting the cause if you're being yep. reckless with other people's cash. Exactly. That's that's exactly. That's liberal kindness that's lefty kindness that's lefty charity and it's kind of disappointing that that is the mode in which he wanted to fight this battle you want to be a warrior take the punches at least share the punches with people that are willing to share the punches with you exactly exactly what it takes uh the the idea that you are you're a shill to the woke corporations and the social media companies, if you want to monetize the platform that they have successfully built, which by the way, Steven Crowder is doing right now, that yep. just, that just doesn't track for me. Yeah. Well, th- it makes, pr- yeah, it's like this, it, you know, why, why is Jeremy boring on daily on, on why is daily wire on YouTube? Why is Steven on YouTube? Because they can use the platform to create the, channels and software stacks that they want the internet to operate on right they're using the money that they can generate on youtube to build the daily wire they're using the money that they can generate on youtube to build the louder with crowder.com whatever uh s- streaming service that's going to be in the future right right it makes perfect sense it's where the most money is right like if you don't have uh if you if you have a small business you advertise via the post office, right? You send stuff out in the mail. Like that's all you're doing. You're just using the system there that's freely available to everybody else to make money from. Makes perfect sense. Like, and this is the thing that's kind of strange about what Crowder has done is this pattern repeats in his first video where he's talking about um, how these contracts are terrible, how they're enforcing the standards of big deck. He he tells young creators who he says is his concern is that do not sign these contracts that require your lighten it your twitter accounts your content and get the rights to that in perpetuity um and what he sorry perpetuity i can't talk and what he says essentially is is that they're getting your twitter accounts they're getting your personal accounts no the term sheet that the daily wire sent over says your personal accounts any of the content you produce are yours you get to have all that back when you leave Right, your personal account you always maintain control of by the con right. by the term sheet that was sent over. Any content that you produce, 
any of those shows, we will run those because we, we're going to help run your team. That's the agreement between us, right? That's mm-hmm. what we do as a company. And anything we produce, we'll own those accounts, but you get everything else back. And even that, this is a term sheet. That could have been negotiated. Everything yeah. in that I well, just said could have been negotiated. It's not, it, it, but Crowder says it as you young YouTube creators don't realize that when you go to work for the Daily Wire, they own your Twitter account. And that's and how he says it. This, and that's one of the craziest parts to me because oh, oh, mm. throughout the course of this, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Jordan exactly. Peterson, well, Michaela Peterson on Jordan's behalf, yep. and, and, um, Da, 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 the young one, Matt Walsh, Brett Cooper, Brett. Brett Cooper, all came out and gave examples of their of the negotiation process that they engaged with with the Daily Wire. And mm. what was crazy to me is that all of them co- collaborated for months on these contracts. Yep. And it and Crowder didn't didn't negotiate at all. And it's just but so this strange is, to me that someone like uh, the baby that he's talking about, the only young creative at the Daily Wire that he could possibly be talking about is Brett Cooper. And yet somehow she's got the temperature of the industry down better than he does because she actually negotiated terms that were important to her in her contract instead of grandstanding. Now now I want to make a couple of points that I think are, are absolutely I, I damning to, to Ladder with Crowder. Yeah, go ahead. I need to say one piece off that. <laughs> Crowder talks about in that episode that he did with on with Tim Poole, he says, what am I going to do? Mark up this term sheet with a, my lawyer? That costs thousands of dollars. I'm not going to do that. that and this is, is one of the, so ridiculous. This, this is one of the points where you can actually see how selfish he is, is because he's completely fine with Jeremy creating the term sheet to send to him, which, what did that cost? It cost his legal team probably thousands of dollars, right? Or a a couple thousand dollars. I don't know how much it costs. It costs the same amount of money it would cost Crowder. And so he's right, completely fine more. to re- he's completely fine to receive that, but he will not he will not redline the document for a contract that's worth 12 million a year. Yeah. At the at the minimum. Right? right. And so like it's insane. That's insane to say something like that. I'll say he said a couple of things on Tim Pool's show that almost aren't worth going into. Yeah. He said that the Daily Wire was trying to <laughs> You can do it. They said that he said that the Daily Wire was trying to poach his employees. Uh maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I honestly don't know what to think about anything he says anymore. And uh I don't he, care. He also Everybody implied, poaches everybody's employees. He he also implied that um and I think it's kind of strange too. Like you've, I've seen Louder with Crowder's social media presence. Uh, his his Stephen Crowder's Twitter is incredibly basic, and it is very apparent he's not running it. And mm-hmm. the idea that the the and the Daily Wire makes great content, very well cut, very high quality, and he claims that they had this conversation about Crowder's social media guy who was great, and that. He was gonna. He was showing. He was one upping the Daily Wire because he had, you know, this crack ace social media guy. Um, the Daily Wire does social media way better than Louder with Crowder does. It's not even particularly close. And yeah. then he's like, "Well, I just mentioned his name, and then they came and tried to poach him out from under me." Uh, I think that the idea that the Daily Wire was desperate to have your talent as opposed to their talent from a social media perspective 
probably not true. Uh, mm-hmm. They would have to be pretty dumb to look at your three-word Twitter posts with retweets of articles that you didn't write and think that's better than the memes and the clips that our team is putting out. That's my take. He also implied that the Daily Wire is paying for views and trying to inflate the numbers of their videos to make it harder for advertisement. That seems entirely, um, uh, what's the word, conspiratorial. I mean, to actually say that that Ben Shapiro doesn't pull down the views is just a lie. It's just not true. He he pulls down massive amounts of views. Mm He has 880,000 people that are willing to hand him $12 a month. That's how big he is. Not not only that. His company. But but he he also has uh, sponsors that have been with him for a long time Mm -hmm. and paying top dollar. So you think if that wasn't panning out, they would quit making that incredibly expensive investment. Yep. Regardless. So a couple of things he said just don't stack up. I'll say this, too, before I get to what I think are the most salient points. Um, about this entire thing because now, right now we're talking about the merits of the discussion and it really I think Crowder doesn't have a leg to stand on and I like Steven Crowder I, this this is kind of heartbreaking because um, because it was so much fun to watch the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder collaborate they were so funny together and they were so mm. useful together um, I remember when Steven came on the Ben Shapiro show wearing his his louder with Crowder Ranger panties Sophie shorts and made Ben <laughs> so uncomfortable intensely uncomfortable and it was great he was wearing cowboy boots and you know two inch inseams it was great um and it looks like that's gone and what's even more sad is it looked like it might have never been real and crowder's trying to paint that as the daily wire's fault i don't see that being factual i cannot see that on the merits of the case and um so so that's that's pretty disappointing all things considered so so I'll I'll just say I I have a hard time seeing some of those claims um panning out to be true. What's that? The things he said too about like ad reads and stuff like the Daily Wire was going to force him to do ad reads on his show and that that made him upset. I mean have you ever watched the Daily Wire? You know, like that, that's what they do. They do ad reads. You can, you cannot like that business model, but that's their business model. And so if you, if you want to solicit a contract from them, you shouldn't be surprised that that's in the just, contract. Just negotiate. Just, just negotiate. Just, just negotiate. be a man. Just be a man and negotiate. Um, you know, don't, don't be such a baby about it, dude. Yeah. So, so like I said, I mean, I like Steven, but this, this, his whole, his whole discussion doesn't make sense. He says it's not about the money, but it's specifically upset about the fact that he would be penalized with money by yep. making less revenue. He's doing liberal charity. He's doing a bunch of things I just I just disagree with, um, and that's all that's all upsetting. And, and it's upsetting that he chose to kind of go public in this way instead of working things out and and telling Jeremy what was on his mind and maybe having a, a joint discussion with them. Uh, even a joint live stream could have been really productive and really useful instead of the way that he chose to do this. Um, Now let's get into the brass tacks, I guess for just a second. 
there's two things that are, I think, inexcusable here. One, and this one, now everyone's seen it. I, I did a little investigative journalism myself on the night. The website Mug Club Forever, which he used back in December when he announced that he was leaving the blaze. And the website Stop Big Con, which is the website he used when he reveals the confidential term sheet from the Daily Wire, were both registered as domain names on December 12th at precisely the same second. What does that mean? It means that he, since December, after negotiations ended in like October, November, his plan since December was to expose the Daily Wire in this manner. That's gross. When he called Jeremy up in January, he wasn't calling to hope Jeremy saw the light. He was calling to impose his premeditated plan to attack a group that is now his competitor. And he did that ever since he realized that he was going to need to rebuild his call log, his call list, when he was leaving the blaze. That, to me, is incredibly unfortunate. And second, there is almost never a good time to record secretly your friend and ally who's about to become your competitor. It's just, it's just gross. That's not the right thing to do. And I honestly, in a, a, a way, I'm most upset with Gerald in all of this. Gerald is always the voice of reason. He's always concerned with the morality of things. And he always brings things back to Christianity and and Christ and he looks totally totally cucked by Steven here it's just really I, I I'm really disappointed in him I'm really disappointed in him as the new CEO of this mug club enterprise that he talks so much about being like Christ and then he would he fully is supporting Steven doing this underhanded trick to jeremy you know jeremy came out and in my opinion he looks more like a hero and he's always been um somebody that i respect the decision he makes but jeremy when he came out and revealed the whole contract it seemed to me shrewd and prudent and transparent and open to correction and very very humble and very very wise and at the end of that video, at what is the height of class, he goes out and asks people to please subscribe to Mug Club Forever, which I think was a great thing and to Steve, do. And, and Stephen hasn't done that, but he, he can't do that because he has to see Daily Wire as evil. Right. He has to paint them as evil. Um, mm -hmm. And he says that they keep changing the story, that first it was the money, and it was never about the money, and now it was the phone call. It's like, yeah, dude, if you do something way worse... We're going to change the subject to that. That's not other people being inconsistent. That's you being a douchebag in an escalating manner. So yeah. yep. anyhow, exactly. I, I ju it's, just, it's just really frustrating. But, I, but I'll say this. If you actually 
want to be the and and he, let's just talk straight to Stephen for a second. Stephen, you're a Christian, okay? Ben Shapiro is your friend. He's not. Do you think you have a responsibility there? Why don't you let the politics die for a second? If you really believe what you say you're going to believe. If you want to talk about Jesus on your show, why don't you actually act like him? Why don't you actually turn the other cheek if you have a perceived wrong? I, I, I could get really frustrated with that aspect of this story if I let myself think about it. Yeah. That, that, that you've, you've eliminated your witness. You've eliminated your influence. And you've gotten so concerned with making politics your religion that you've, you've sacrificed your religion on the altar of politics. And that, to me, is growth. And maybe I don't expect better from, than that from Stephen, but I really thought we could from Gerald. And that's just that's super disappointing to me. It's yeah. super disappointing. And not only disappointing in a religious connotation, but it's disappointing for the conservative movement in general. Why, why, you know, as, as stupid and foolish as they are, Rachel Maddow never takes pot shots at, at Brian Stelter. Right. Because uh, obviously, why would she? Because it's not, it's not valuable. And, and Stephen, here, here's the, the bottom line. You're so in, wildly inconsistent in this. You say we have to fight, we have to sacrifice, but it should only be Jeremy that makes any of the sacrifices. That's it. That's it, exactly. And I can only believe... And you, then you premeditated this Stop Big Con move. At the same time, you did Mug Club Forever. And then you secretly recorded somebody that used to be your friend. Somebody who's, whose business partner gave you free legal advice when you were signing your first entertainment contract. Mm. That's what Ben Shapiro did for Steven. Literally reviewed his first entertainment contract when he was getting into the pundit business. So when that group of guys becomes your competitors and you do this, um, I can only believe that you, you chose to do this because you're afraid. You feel like you're backed into a corner and you have decided that you will grow your business no matter what the cost is to your morals and your reputation. Mm. Which sucks because I really like what you do. Yeah. But here, here's here's the, the, the bottom line too. You might disagree with the Daily Wire's business model and I think honest people can disagree about that business model. Sure. I, truly, I truly do. Uh, but if you disagree with someone's business model, move on. But if you want to stack up conservative bona fides against the Daily Wire, right, Stephen, you lose. Yeah, big yeah. time. Big the, time. Uh, I'm sorry, but but I love change my mind. It's no what is a woman. Nope. And I love the the stand up shows at the Ryman Theater with David La- David Landau. I think that's I think that's great, but it's not the daily wire backstage mm. uh, you know and I, I i'm glad that you have doctors come on to talk about fibrous clots uh but it's not it's not the genesis and exodus series that are made available to everyone through the daily wires platform and yeah. you you had some fun undercover undercover journalism stuff in the past 
but it's not uncovering the Loudoun County school scandal. It's yeah. not permanently altering the face of the gubernatorial map in America by exploding the Virginia race. I'm sorry, but you don't measure up. If you want to stack up credentials against the Daily Wire, their method produces results. And yes. we need those results. And so if you if your ideology was driving you onto victory, maybe maybe there'd be an argument. But it it's not. Jeremy's method wins. Jeremy's method has done more good for the conservative movement than yours has. And that's okay, because we need different strokes for different folks. But you're the one who couldn't let bygones be bygones. Why would you not find a way to make it work with that entity? Like, why would you not join up and fill a gap they clearly have? Like, yeah. why if you're, if you're so principled... If you're so wise and can and can know that big tech is the biggest threat, if you care so much, why didn't you find why didn't you find a way to make it work? Why you didn't know? you and take so, control? Why didn't you take the lead? There's a one word answer to this. Yep. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really sad. It's really upsetting. You know, I've never been a subscriber to Crowder. Um, I like Crowder, what Crowder does, but he's not my uh, he's not my cup of tea, and I got to watch my dollars just like everybody else. But I don't think there should be anyone who doesn't subscribe to him. I think this should influence that decision, you know. But I think he's an important person in this space, and I think that's a good thing to do. And I think people should absolutely sign up to the Daily Wire. Um, you know, it's one thing you made that comment about Ben. It's really, really great that really strong Christians have been around in the Daily Wire, showing what a Christian acts like in this. I'm thinking about Jeremy Boring, Andrew Clavin, and even Candace Owens uh, earlier this week. They both just—I mean, Candace literally, literally got out the Bible and was like, "I screwed up. This is what I did wrong. I need to act like this, and I'm sorry, and I need to pray for Stephen." If she meant that, God bless her. You know, yeah. and so, yeah. I mean, that that's good stuff right there. But um, yeah. it, it's very upsetting. And and the thing, the thing, it's just like what happened in the election. Why are why are we why are we getting L's? Why are we getting L's when we should be winning? Why are we doing this? You know, why are we putting Herschel Walker up? What, what are we what are we thinking? Why, you know, why are we so, attacking the Daily Wire and not Alpha? Why are we attacking the Daily Wire? Do we just want to lose? And yeah. so, and there's, and that's, that's the other side of this is one, I think there's some, it's immoral and two, it's stupid. Like, do you want to win the game or do you want to lose the game? Well, this is a great way to lose, you know? So I agree. I agree. No more purity tests. Um, in fact, These, the purity tests are so not, they're so frustrating and dumb and, and we yeah. don't need them. Now I, that doesn't mean we act unprincipled. Yeah, but exactly. But when you look at and <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steven's out here saying, well, if I lose sponsors because I speak the truth, then Jeremy's going to gonna turn his back on me. Take my Do you mind. actually think that Jeremy is sitting here rubbing his hands, hoping that Matt Walsh gets canceled so that he can pay Matt Walsh less money? I yeah. mean, dude, open your eyes. This is the guy that started an entire company right. because a sponsor dropped Michael Knowles and Candace Owens. Exactly. It's cr- you, you, you have to be willfully ignorant or a charlatan liar 
to yeah. actually take Steven Crowder's point in this. And I say that because I expect better of them, especially Gerald. Um, I expect better from Steven from an ideological point of view. I expect better from Gerald in a religious point of view, to be honest. And if and, and if this is how they really are, maybe they've always been a grift. But here's what I hope. I hope that they apologize. I hope that they admit the error of their ways. Nothing, nothing. And I, I mean this. I believe this with all my heart. There is no sin that can be bigger than an apology. If mm. you really, really own up and take responsibility for what you did and go about doing the work to repair the damage that you've done, your testimony and your influence will stand taller than it ever did before you yeah. screwed up. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe now that Steven Crowder has that opportunity. I hope that he takes it. I pray that he takes it because there's more on the line here than just politics. And by the way, yeah, we need a revival in the conservative movement. But Stephen, come on, man. It's a little bit rich to think that you're the Messiah here. It's a yeah. little bit rich to think that pundits are going to be that great that that great leap forward into the new enlightened era of the conservative movement. Have a little humility. Have a little yeah. humility. And I pray that you would I pray that you take responsibility for your actions like you like you should. And if you do that, uh it's it's it can only it can only be a positive for your influence and the amount of respect that people have for you, et cetera. So Hey, that's, Chris. That's how I'd love to see this go. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Did you know, before Steven said anything, that if you two banned Ben Shapiro, that he would make less money? Yes. What? A, well, you would do that because you were clever, but you didn't know it 100%, correct? I mean, when you the say... The Daily Wire I... entity would pay, would pay him less money. Did you know that? I guess not What about 100%. Andrew Clavin, Brett Cooper... Did you know that was how their contracts were put together? I guess when you say, did I know that? My answer is yes. But had I ever read that directly, I guess I would have to say no. Guess who told Big Tech that that was what would happen explicitly? That's a, this is a great point. Yeah. Guess, guess, who, guess who told them that? Steven. Because it, it's the one guy that says he's fighting against it. Yeah, way to I, go, buddy. That's literally what he said is that you're basically telling big tech that you'll do their dirty work for them. No, nobody. That was, you did it. That was it a was a secret term sheet. Yeah, exactly. So, it literally says it on the term sheet. If anyone like, is explicitly okay. telling big tech, <laughs> it was you, Stephen. You so here's, here's here's what we need to learn: no more purity tests because nobody can pass them. You need to ingest impurities, and where you need you get better impurities than protein powders. Apple Amen. cider gummy bears. Amen. <laughs> Go to fnxfit.com FNX and ingest all the impurities com. to make your body strong by fighting those impurities and turn you into the, the true warrior you were meant to be. Powder. Only when you reach and your true and purified form can you actually defeat big tech oh. with the sword mm. of uh, cat litter. All right, you can't do it like I do it. <laughs> I didn't that's, land it. I didn't that's land okay. it. I didn't I, land it. I was trying to do the black choir thing behind you. I feel like I might have thrown you off. No, 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 no. I, I was doing great until I got to cat litter. <laughs> okay, anyway, listen. 
you're fat, you're miserable, you're retarded, your face is melting off. You look like a half-melted Greta Thunberg candle, which, to be honest, wasn't unmelty to begin with. Mm. You need supplements immediately. There's no way they can repair the tears in your DNA, but for they might make you at least <laughs> at least muscular and toned enough so that people won't look at your face. FNXFit.com slash carlpooling. Use checkout code carlpooling to get 15% off. I'm just kidding. It's actually carlpooling.com slash FNXFit. Um, go there right now. Go to our website at carlpooling. Email us carlpooling at gmail.com. You know our socials. Uh, <coughs> I'm deceased. Happy 2023. Get out of here. If you have tuberculosis like I do, get tested. <laughs>